Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is time for another episode of Restore the Floor, your favorite, or at least we hope your favorite, Piston NBA podcast with Evan Jenkins. I am Stoney. What's going on, Ev? I'm pumped, man. I mean, Summer League's over, and now we just have to imagine what the teams could look like because that's all we're going to get all the way up until what the end of September early October yeah and look they finish four and one and have we stressed don't take anything from summer league that seriously but there were some things that should be pointed out mostly positive uh we believe Asar Thompson looks like a basketball player who can play in this league and be really good he's going to be a superstar I don't know I'll have to shoot a little better from the outside but he can run the floor. He can play defense. That's what we, we saw. He can do all of the intangibles we were told that he had. Mm-hmm. And the more and more I thought about it through Summer League, I'm like, he should play well in Summer League because it's very similar to being on that G League elite team. And yes. it's free-flowing, open. But some of the athletic plays he made, man, like that putback dunk and some of his blocks, I mean, it was good to see. Yes. I'm not going to overreact, no, but exactly. it was very good to see. He averaged 13 and a half points a game. He shot 46% from the field, which is good, but just 27% from three, which you kind of need in the league. Duran only played two games, but he averaged 20 points a game. He is what he 28 is. 28 minutes. Wiseman was kind of, you know, he only played two games as well. Averaged 16 and a half. He was hot and cold, but, you know, that's what he is. Think. Uh, Sasser, obviously, the last game he had 40 points, which was pretty damn impressive. He, you know, in his summer league, but I'm excited for him and what his role could be on this team, just eating up minutes. And I mean, but is he, is he the college guy? But is he the third string point guard? Yeah, he's down the bench a little bit. Yeah, because especially to start the season. Because Monty Morris is the second. Yeah. And, and which means Killian. Well, I, I guess it all depends on how their offense goes this year. You know what I mean? They have so many guards. Will they play small ball more? Yeah. But how do they play small ball when they got a bunch of bigs? Exactly. <laughs> so you would assume that one of the bigs won't be on the team. And hopefully it's Bagley, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you have no idea what they're going to do. Bagley probably has more value on a, the trade market than Wiseman does, mm-hmm. but I think that's flipping a coin in all reality. Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody who you didn't know who might make the team, uh, not just the two-way G League guys, Jared Roden played pretty well this summer. Uh, also, Malcolm Casalon from France, he looked pretty good, but like we said, it is Summer League, and the one thing I did take out from Summer League in a negative way is – the guy who was unbelievable in summer league is somebody that the Pistons could have had instead of Asar Thompson. That was Cam Whitmore. Yeah, he was the MVP of it. And mm-hmm. th- this kid has a chip on his shoulder. As he and, should. And it's kind of fun to see. Now, we'll see what happens in the NBA when you're playing against actual NBA players, not a bunch of rookies and right. fringe guys. Mm-hmm. But for him, I, I bet that's something he set out to do. And, you know, the Rockets didn't sit him at all. No. So he went out there and performed. I mean, Monty Bates was another guy like that. Yes. Went out and performed really well in the summer league. I know. And if he becomes what people are even close to what people thought he was going to be when he was in high school, that's not good for the Pistons because he resides in the same division with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm going to be super intrigued to watch him this year and to see – I mean, this kid's dream has been the NBA, and now the NBA is 
less structured than ever before. And what I mean by that is the free-flowing offense. Right. It's kind of made for what he does. Yes. And uh, you just hope that if you're uh, Dan Gilbert or Kobe Altman or our buddy Jason Hillman, uh, you try to keep that away from him. Yeah, just he's in the NBA. He's a grown man. Mm-hmm. He makes his own choices now. Yes. Absolutely. Flat out. Absolutely. What got some interesting play uh, the last half of this week uh, was from a podcast that uh, it's a good podcast. Uh, what's it called? The Smoke with uh, Matt, all the smoke, all the smoke yeah, with like Matt Barnes and, and and Stephen Jackson, and they're both really really good. And Austin Reeves was their guest, and of course he had a tremendous season. Actually, two seasons, but definitely this year. He with, made himself a lot of money with the LA Lakers. He signed a huge contract, and he revealed that the Pistons were going to select him his draft year, forty-second, yeah. a second-round pick. But he or his agent basically told them and every other team after them, "Don't draft me." Yeah, I want to be an undrafted free agent so I can pick where I want to go. Well, he said he had them like based in tiers, right? So yes. his first tier, he said it was the Lakers, and he he admitted that wasn't the first team. No, the Bucks were ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So at least he's he's been honest throughout this whole thing. And he said when it came down to it in the second round, they called. We just said we'd be better if we were a free agent, being able to decide where we go. I didn't know that was a thing that players actually did. I remember. You know, being here in Detroit and Dominican Sue was like, I didn't have to be here if I didn't want to be here. Right. We're all like, what are you talking about, dude? They drafted you second overall. Well, you know, when you see that is like the end of the NFL draft where the guys would rather be a seventh, they'd rather be an undrafted free agent than be a seventh round pick. But in a league where you only have two rounds, it kind of surprised me. And I I should say I'm kind of ignorant on the rule. Like on the Pistons or all these other teams, just draft them anyways. Hey, hell, we like you. And if you're going to play in this league, you're, we have your rights. And also, like, Austin Reeves doesn't exactly have the cachet to, like, be like, I'm not playing after you draft the kid. Right. He needs to play. Now, it all worked out the best for him. Correct. And I think where most of the heat came from is when Matt Barnes decided to, to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, he said Detroit was basically in his bottom tier or something like that. And what did Matt Barnes say? They're not even in a tier. They're, yeah, right. I did, And, and you know Stevens- what? The last five years, they're in the last He's, tier of the NBA. I know that a lot of fans were upset with that, but look at the record. Come on. They are a bottom tier team. Now, they have potential in the next couple of years to sure. go above that. But right now, the Pistons, unfortunately, uh, are a bottom tier team. What I didn't understand, because they really didn't get into the reason why he said that, I could see fans and Detroiters being upset if he was taking a shot at the city or the area which actually was Steven Jackson's history from the mouth of the palace. Wait, I would understand. That's that. what I was going to say. Could you imagine if he said it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, more people would be mad at him, but I think that guy, he's smart enough to stay away from anything Detroit. Yeah. So if Barnes was saying something about, you know, Detroit, the area, the city, I could see because people around here, in my view, are a little too sensitive, but they are very sensitive about that. Especially when most of them aren't even living in the actual city. Right. But even in the area. And but <laughs> still, but still, if he's just talking basketball, he's not wrong. Where's your complaint? I mean, other than what you said, that they're up and coming because that's what we see is right. that there's potential, that mm-hmm. big capital P. 
But other than that, they've been garbage over the last couple of years. I hate to say it, yes. but that's what they have been. Right. Look they at the record. A good enough product to watch. There's a reason why they drafted first overall. There's a reason why they drafted third overall. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just. That's what they've been. That's why they've been in the lottery right. since Troy Weaver's taken over. Unfortunately, they haven't improved since Troy Weaver's taken over. Right. You can put the Pistons in the wings and change the address of Little Caesars Arena to like, you know, eight lottery drive. Because that's basically that's all we've seen at Little Caesars Arena. Yeah. Teams I mean, in the lottery, right? We get excited for, for drafts here now. Yes. And exactly. it's all because they're lottery-based Right. Drafts. It used to just be the, the, the Lions. And, and now it's everybody. Listen, you might, I've seen people on Twitter then going after Barnes and saying, well, you want nothing, but stop being like that. Right. Okay? We, had a guy, we had a guy call up on our show or text our show. Say, oh, he's just a glorified Caruso. No, he's not. He's much better than that. Yeah. And he, he had a role in the NBA for a very, very long time. I hate to say it, but I, I would take his word over mine, over yours, over anybody that's just a talking head when it comes to oh, NBA oh, basketball. Barnes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, Reeves, he can shoot. I know. And he has really good court presence. And and at the end of the day, he made the right choice. Yeah, look how much money he made. And he got to play on the Lakers. I mean, if that's something that he dreamed of doing, wanted to play there. Look. Yes, is he probably better because he's playing with LeBron James and sure, Anthony but who Davis? The hell yes, isn't? exactly. Right. That's why you're paired with superstars. That's why these superstars exist. They make everybody better around them. Yes. Don't be offended because somebody doesn't like your team. I have to tell people this all the time. Why do you care? Right. If some like I make jokes to you all the time about Philly sucking, right? Right. You don't care no. about that because I'm literally just joking. Do right. I care about Philly sports? No. no. Right. But like don't care if people don't like my team. The reason it's fandom, we support our squad. Screw the others, right? Uh, by the way, speaking of my hometown, what do you think they should do or going to do with Harden? Well, him and Embiid. All the, this sit-down that Embiid had where yeah. he's like, I don't know if I'll be there. and Embiid ain't going anywhere. And then think. Harden with the cryptic Instagram of, I'm tired of being comfortable. It's time to be uncomfortable. Like, what the hell does that mean? And, and people are treating, like, Daryl Morey like he's this basketball savant. What the hell's he ever won? Nah, Their mean, general manager. I, I mean, mean, he inherited the process, but even when he was in Houston. I was going to say the lottery with all the money he has. Yeah, but. You know, the, Dan, <laughs> Dan Tony, you know, he had uh, Dan Tony was a coach in Houston. They never played defense. I mean, he didn't really do much. It, it's such a weird, because you're paying this guy through the roof, right? And he's not the dude that was in Houston. No. That's very evident. Now, can you make James Harden a third option on a team? I don't know if his ego allows that. No. And that's the problem with James Harden. Right. That he knows he's very good, but I think there's certain situations in the best people in the world at their profession that when they start declining, it's a hard reality for them to face. You could argue, if you want, that he's the fourth option if he comes back. Between well, Embiid, Maxie. Maxie, and Tobias Harris even. And I'm not a big Tobias Harris fan. And neither but, am I. But that's another guy that just is a mainstay in the NBA that's going to get you 15 a night. doesn't matter what team he plays on. Exactly. We saw that here when he played here. And I just, well, it was the Clippers. It was everywhere he's been. Mm -hmm. and, and I just, I don't know. I think they hold on to him because it's hard to find a suit. Who the hell wants to uproot their team and disrupt anything they've got going? For James Harden. Right. I think what made kind of sense was him actually going back to Houston, but that would be such a mess for what they're trying to oh, do. No, you have a, a, a new, a new coach trying to get a new culture. Jalen green. I think he's on the verge 
of being one of those scorers in the league, kind of like what Bradley Beal was a couple years ago, where this guy's going to go out and get you 25 a night. The team might not win, but he's going to get you. He's going to be Carmelo, in right. my opinion. Speaking of Jalen Green, he, Cade Cunningham, and a couple others were selected to be a part of the USA Select team, which means they'll be practicing against the team uh, for the uh, the World Championships this summer. Great experience. Uh, there's a chance Cade could even be on the roster if there's injuries and things like that. My only <laughs> reservation is you don't want to see him get hurt before training camp. Oh, let's just not even talk about yeah. that, Stoney, because, man, if that happens, it'll be such a bummer. I know. Like, it, it will be the old cartoons pulling the rug right out from underneath us. We fall flat on our face. Um, it's, it's one hell of an honor. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, Andre Drummond's ass was there every single year when he was a Piston, too, it seemed like. I know. Um, they need bodies. He is one of the best young talents in the NBA when he is on that floor. Right. Um, I love it, too, because they'll all wear weird numbers like 67 and like 78. Yeah. And like that's always fun for me to see. But it's a unique opportunity. And, and it's hard to tell a young man, don't do it. Yeah. But. We here in Detroit have to be cautious because it seems like anything nice we have breaks. Yes. By the and, way, I'm, I'm curious, uh, before we get to our last thing uh, involving the Pistons, which is going to be over-under, you being the uh, Michael Jordan fan and the collector yeah, and all that stuff. big fan. Where do you stand on LeBron switching his jersey number back to 23? That's stupid. He's this guy is all about himself and he's been all about himself since he's gotten into the league. And that's why I've been so weird about the guy. Yes, I do like Michael Jordan, but the, you know what bothered me the most about it? So last year he wore it knowing that Bill Russell's six was going to be retired, right? This year, there's a statement put out by his agency that LeBron wanted to do this. The league didn't make him just do it then. Why even put it like, and first off, stop switching your number back between 23 and six. I get it. Two times three is six. Okay. Enough. Like you did it with the heat too, where you wore 23 and then six and, and it sucks for a kid. Okay. These NBA jerseys are very expensive, mm -hmm. right? They're like $130. You get an authentic one. It's beyond $200. So if you're that big of a fan of LeBron James, right? So I'm thinking of the, the eight to 14 year old kid, you get that six Jersey and, and you don't live in like growing up for Christmas. What I would get would a, a jersey. Right. Like, that's what I wanted. But that was like my whole Christmas present. So I think kids like that. And it, I, I think it sucks because, listen, when Michael Jordan went to 45, he came back out of retirement and he did it for what? A month, maybe went back to 23. That was it. You were never going to hear another thing of it again because he was trying not to. He was trying to do something different for his dad, yada, yada, yada. If you believe the reasoning, that's your own. But to, he's done it multiple times and it's just. Dude, enough is enough. Can like, you imagine after his... Is this guy trying to have his both numbers retired in these arenas like can, Kobe Bryant? Is that you, what it is? Would it shock you as if, let's say he does play with the team that drafts Bronny, if Bronny has a good year at USC, and he comes back and says, I'm going to wear 45? Oh, my God. That would be the ultimate, right? Oh, I would... Oh, it would be something. And and so my disdain for LeBron has even made me root against Bronny. That's where I'm at as wow. a fan. It sucks because I don't want that to happen. Mm. Because I do believe a team would draft Bronny. LeBron will be a free agent. Right. Just to have that chance of signing LeBron James. 
like the Atlanta Hawks, the Pistons, the hell. But <laughs> let me let me just uh, turn the other cheek real quick. I would take it because yes. you know why. It would be excitement. excitement here would be through the roof. And as much as I don't like LeBron James, and I say I root against him, the dude is still right. a top five player. You don't like him as a person. You love him as a player still. I, just, I have a hard time rooting for the guy. Yeah, I get it. If he would have stayed in Cleveland, I think that might have been a different story. Mm-hmm. Just stayed there, put his roots down. This is my team. This is my city. I am going to own this city. But no, he left. He came back. He's with Miami. He's a Laker. And I think he's literally changing his numbers so he can be like Kobe Bryant and get two numbers retired. And I think that's crap. Yeah, you're right. All right. Speaking of numbers, there is a number that uh, Las Vegas and the online uh, sports books have come out on our Detroit Pistons. Mm. The over under. What is it, sir? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's not impressive. <laughs> it's 26 and a half. Hmm. What was it before the season last year? Like 25, if I'm not mistaken. It, it wasn't much off. It might have been 24 even. Yeah. But 
Vegas is putting zero stock in our Detroit Pistons. Are they the lowest? Um, I don't have my phone okay. on me right now, but I just know if they only achieve the over by a half a game and get to 27 wins, I think it's very disappointing. We've talked about it. We would like to see them double their double wins. Double the wins. To right. 34. 34. Right. Which, yes, doubling your wins is absolutely crazy to think about, but getting to 34 wins is still, what, eight games below 500. Right. You're not a playoff team. But it's showing great improvement. Right. And and I think if they win that many games, they'll be within that playoff tournament and deal. if they win that many games, your good young players obviously have made significant progress, and that's all you want. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the rest of the NBA got better, too. Yes. I mean, the Pistons did get better by the draft. Did they get better when free agency? In theory, sure. I like Monty Morris more than I like Corey Joseph, and that's where I think they got right. better. Joe Harris, he can shoot. Can he play defense enough to stay on the floor right. in order to shoot that basketball? I don't know, but wouldn't you be disappointed if they only got to under 30 wins? Yeah, especially if they were healthy the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder what the over – do they have over-unders on, like, games played? Oh, God. I hope not. They can't, right? That's, like, one thing they should never be able to take a bet on. Yeah, because a guy could, like, pretend he's hurt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Betting's crazy to me, but – it's it's in the sports now, and it, I mean, okay. So I know we're not talking; we're talking betting. But did you see um, last week? We're going to talk golf for just a second. There was that celebrity golf tournament, and the guy yelled in that Marty Fish's backswing on eighteen. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? No. He bet on Steph Curry, and he didn't want that guy to win. That is very scary in sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what would happen? I'm not saying that this would ever happen, or I want this to ever happen, but imagine dribbling up the basketball at the end of game seven of the NBA finals, you go up to shoot and some dude like tackles them. Right. Mm -hmm. What, what, what do you do in that regard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you do? It's, it's so crazy because fans can crazy ones could affect something like that. Look at the golf that's going on right now. You got protesters running on the course. I like, know. It's crazy stuff. I'm just saying one day we're going to see an over-under <laughs> on games So, played. all right, speaking of which. Kate has to be over 68 games. Over-under, we said it's, what, 34 and a half? No, no, it's 26 and, 26 and a half. 26 and a half. What do you think right now? Over. Yeah, I think they'll be over, too. I, I really do. I think. If everybody's healthy, and I still think there's going to be some kind of minor trade, something's going to happen on the roster. I, I agree, and I also think. Be patient with the Pistons and, and Thompson and Sasser because and a new I don't think, and you have a new coach too. I just don't think those kids are gonna get a lot of playing time to start the season. I mean, look at Duran. He didn't play a lot to start the season no. last year. You want to get these kids ready before they're really out there. You're gonna see Thompson more than you will Sasser, I think, early on. Mm -hmm. It might even be the reverse way because Sasser's more of a vet in big boy basketball. Yes, indeed. All right. We thank you for listening. Restore the floor. Have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll drop on next week as well.